Hi there, entrepreneur. Welcome to the Ignite Your Wellness Business Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elsa McLean, physical therapist, massage therapist, yoga teacher, and coach, and the owner of Ignite Your Wellness Business. On this podcast, we talk about all things body, brain, and bank account to achieve your version of success while caring for your own health and enjoying life in the process. It's all about reducing stress, living a fulfilled life, making more money, helping more people, all while having fun in the process. All right, let's get to it. Hi there, wellness entrepreneur. Welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about describing your ideal client. And this will help you so much when writing emails, making social media posts, or even just understanding your ideal client's problems, struggles, their desires, their dreams. So when you go out to networking events or you just go to a party and you start talking with someone, you better understand their feelings behind whatever they're telling you. You're better able to steer the conversation or ask questions in a way that will help them to get insights, awakenings, wins, just by communicating with you or reading one piece of your content. That's all it takes sometimes for them to be compelled to want to work with you more, to want to read more of your emails, to flag your emails so they make sure that they end up in their inbox instead of their junk box. So they look forward to opening their emails. It's a priority in their day. So they look forward to watching your reels, reading your social media posts, or they really savor the moments that they are able to connect with you in person. So, so many benefits to understanding and knowing how to describe your ideal client. And I'm making this podcast specifically for you. If you've been told in the past to write down and describe your ideal client or your client avatar, and you were given questions like, what magazines do they read? What television shows do they watch? What car do they drive? Questions like those, and you get confused and stumped on some of those questions. And when you finally get an answer, and you don't completely even fully believe in the answer, you just finally get something out on paper that you're somewhat comfortable with. But now you don't understand how that answer applies to content that you create, or even how it applies to helping this person and helping your business. So this podcast episode is an entirely different perspective on how to describe your ideal client. So I will ask different questions. And the second part of this podcast episode is understanding what to do with this information to help both your ideal client and your business. So let's get to it. So a few years ago, I remember taking some courses and programs, some of the big names in the online industry, and their courses and programs were great. But I always got stumped at the part where they told me to describe my ideal client or my client avatar. I just remember thinking, like, what do these questions have to do with my marketing? I don't see how this information 
is relevant. And so then when I would try to force this information answering questions like, what do they do at the end of their workday? What clothes do they wear? What brands do they like? I remember thinking, I don't understand how this can fit into my email. And I would try to sometimes force it in, but then it would lead to kind of a clunky or awkward email that I didn't really feel that would resonate with my people. I didn't really understand if I was even helping them by adding this information. So if you feel this way, just know that you're not alone. And we're going to work through some questions so you really have clarity on who your ideal client is and what they really struggle with and how to bring this into your copy and your message so your clients will get results just by reading your emails. It will also help your programs because you'll understand better how to get them transformations quickly and easily. So then they'll be wanting to work with you again and again, and they'll be more likely to tell all their friends and just rave about you. You will start to attract clients who are more open to your suggestions and actually implement them. They will begin to notice progress, small and large, take note of it and celebrate it. They will tell you and they will tag you in their posts. When things don't go as planned, they will bring it to a session with an open mind instead of complaining or doubting that your program is not working for them. They will have thought about possibly where things have fallen off track or gone wrong and already have suggestions for improving, but are also seeking your advice and recommendations. They don't rely completely on you. You don't have to drag them along, always convincing, and you don't have to be the one doing the work for them. So this is possible. So if you're now currently attracting clients that don't show up prepared for sessions, aren't resourceful and think and plan of where they think things might be going wrong and then instead rely on you or even blame you, or you are attracting clients that aren't as open to your coaching, don't implement Maybe you have clients that flake and reschedule appointments constantly. You attract consultations where they're always balking spending money with you. They're very slow to invest. That is coming from your marketing, which also can be coming from your thoughts that you have about your clients, which really just comes from the root cause of not fully understanding the ideal client that you want to attract, that best client that you truly get results for quickly and easily. And that's exactly what we're going to work on right now. And another perspective here, and you want to take note of this and write this down. One simple way to attract more of the type of clients that you want to attract, so those clients that get results, those clients that are resourceful, those clients that are ready to invest right now, is to be that client that you want to attract. So think about it. Just take a moment. How do you show up if you have coaches or you're thinking about investing in coaching programs? or healing modalities, that sort of thing. How are you as the client? Do you reschedule? Do you flake? 
do not prioritize your own self-healing work. You actually implement the work that the practitioner gives you. Are you open to their recommendations and their advice? Do you sign up for consults with the thought that I'm just going to get as much as I can for free and I have no intention to invest? Or do you sign up to consultations with the intention of really deciding if that practitioner is a good fit to work with you or not? You're very curious about their programs and you really do want to invest with someone you're preparing, you're budgeting instead of just trying to get as much information for free and hoarding that information. Remember, what you do as the client, that's the type of clients that you'll attract because that's the energy vibration that you're in. And if that seems too airy-fairy or esoteric or out there, here's another way to think about it. You will attract the same type of clients mimicking or reproducing similar actions and behaviors that you do as a client, because that's your comfort level. That's your perception of the world. That's the way you think. So it'll leak out in the copy that you write because your mind won't have the expansive capabilities yet to think outside that box. You know that saying, I think it's from Albert Einstein, the same type of thinking won't get you out of the problem that you're in, meaning To get out of the box that you're in or the problem that you have, meaning, in other words, attracting a different type of client that's ready to buy, that trusts, knows and likes you when they sign up for a consultation, will require different thinking than you're currently thinking. So it might require letting go of old identities, beliefs, and thoughts no longer serving you. So this work can be quite deep, but don't let that stall you. Don't let that consume you into spending days, hours, even weeks on just trying to describe your ideal client by beating yourself and shaming yourself for how you're currently showing up as the client right now. No, this is an opportunity to make a change. So if you don't like the client that you're currently being for your own practitioners, be aware, be on to yourself. And in the moment, pause, recognize that you have a choice to show up differently. And if it feels uncomfortable to show up differently, bring that to your practitioner. That probably, that pattern, that behavior is probably influencing the very work that you're working with your practitioner currently, even if it is for your health, because how we live one area of our life is often how we live many areas of your life. So if you're feeling doubt, stress, overwhelm in regards to your health or making changes for your health, or you feel discomfort, changing patterns that will influence your health, it's probably also the same feelings in your business. You might feel doubt, overwhelm, confusion, stress in your business as well, and discomfort for making changes in your business as well. This is an opportunity to be aware. The more you work on this yourself, in fact, I have a podcast episode on this. I'll link it in the show notes. It's how to go first as the practitioner. So meaning you get your own transformation in these very areas, 
your own wins, then you'll be better able to describe your ideal client and help them to create more wins and transformations easier and faster. So really, it starts with you and the awareness of what you're currently doing as the client or the patient yourself. So that's action tip number one. Be onto yourself, be aware, write it down and write down who you want to be because you are capable of making that change. You can be the person that signs up for a consult, commits to it, prioritizes it in your schedule. And if life happens, your kid stays home from school sick, or you need to change your own doctor appointment or anything like that, you're able to shift and reschedule easily because it is a priority. You show up to the consultation with very specific questions to ask. So you know if that practitioner is the right fit for you. And if you decide to say yes to their program, you invest quickly, you commit and prioritize it into your schedule quickly. You don't wait or push it out for months or balk or allow fear to be the driver of your car. You work through the discomfort. You bring up any areas that you feel stuck with to the practitioner and you implement the work seamlessly into your lifestyle, just troubleshooting and problem solving with them session by session. You can be that client right now. Just pick one thing. Don't let it overwhelm you and start to implement it right now to go forward. We've all been there. I remember, for example, in the past, I worked with one of my coaches and it took me two 60 minute consultation calls to finally get the courage to invest with her. I had slow sales cycles for myself as the client investing with my coaches. Another example is I invested in 2K for 2K with Stacey Bayman in the year 2020, earlier in the year in March during the start of the pandemic. And I didn't invest in 200K, even though I could have probably swung it. I had the resources, financial resources available, but because of my own fears, I didn't invest in 200K till the end of 2021. So almost two years. Now, though, my sales cycle is faster. I invested in my first round of 200K that ended the year in 2021. And then I invested in the very next round. So I shortened the sales cycle to six months and I hope to invest again. So it is work in progress, but the only way to become that ideal client yourself is to start the work right now without judgment, without shame, just awareness. This may be triggering for you. Your brain might throw up a lot of resistance as to why you behave or act or make certain decisions the way you do, and that's all okay. Take note of it, write it down. If it's not the behaviors or actions that you want to be, how can you problem solve for them? And if you're stuck, of course, this is the perfect thing to bring to a consult call with me. You can book your call right now through the show notes. The second way to attract more of your ideal client is to create specific content for them that they really love and resonate with, that they want to keep reading more of. They flag your emails as important. They look forward to your social media posts and reels. And you'll know because they'll tell you. I get so many messages, which I'm so grateful for and I love, 
telling me how my podcast really resonates with them, or they really love my last reel, it made them laugh, or how the last post I wrote really resonated with them, or you can even look on my Facebook page. I have comments underneath some of my social media posts saying how they feel seen, they feel heard, they feel validated. And this all lets me know that I'm on the right track with my copy and I can still refine. In fact, I just had coaching just last week where I was trying to blame some reasons of lack of momentum. I see a bigger picture for the momentum of my business on my copy. And I was saying the problem is my copy. And the coach said, your copy is an incomplete thought. What specifically about your copy? And I can pose that to you too. And one way to really get better at your copy is by really understanding your ideal client. And then post by post, email by email, applying specific copy techniques, which is another podcast episode for the future. Before we get into the questions about learning how to describe your ideal client, It's important to take note of the discernment and the distinction, and it may be subtle, of making sure you're thinking about your ideal client versus your worst client. This is something we worked on and I first became aware of in the 200K Mastermind, how sometimes we create content for our worst client, the person who doesn't believe in the type of work we do the person who's not actively seeking out or doesn't even have the budget or in their awareness that they need or should want your specific program or offer. So then you create content that's very convincing or even argumentative. When you're thinking about and answering the questions that I'm going to propose here, you want to think about your best client. So write it down now. Who is your best client or what type of behaviors and actions do your best client have? Maybe it's similar to what I described above about how they're open to your coaching and they implement it. They are ready to invest when they sign up to the consult call. They just want to be sure that you're the right fit. They believe in the work that you offer. They believe in you as a practitioner. What are some other behaviors and patterns of your best client. Write them down now. Okay, with that best client in mind, think about their struggle. So start in the morning when they're getting ready to walk out the door to go to work or get their kids to school, whatever type of client that you work with, think of them. What are the struggles first thing in the morning? What do they feel first thing in the morning? Maybe they feel frustrated, they feel stressed, they get mad at their spouse because they're yelling out their kids, they're anxious because they're always worrying if they're going to be late. Maybe they don't eat breakfast, so they're starving, they're hungry, or they're confused as what type of food to eat first thing in the morning. Do they drink coffee? Think of your ideal person. What are their struggles first thing in the morning? And then take it all the way through the day. What happens at mid-morning? What trips them up? Where do they get stuck? Where do they feel doubt, confusion, overwhelm, anxiety, fear? All the uncomfortable emotions. Why do they feel that? Take it all the way through the day, maybe the end of the day. Do they have difficulty turning off their brain and coming home and being present with their family? 
Maybe they never make it home to their family. They get home super late. Why does that happen? And then they shame themselves. They beat themselves up. They feel guilty for being a bad parent. They feel guilty for not being productive at work. Why does all this happen? Write it down. Do they have a bedtime routine? Do they sleep well at night? Why or why not? What keeps them up at night? What do they worry about at night? Write all this down. All of this is posts and content. Think about it from the perspective of how your program, your offer can help to solve all these issues, all these struggles. Now do the same thing for their desires in their ideal life. What would their morning routine look like? How about during the day? How productive do they want to feel? What tasks do they want to get accomplished with ease? What feelings do they want to feel during their day? Maybe they want to have a calm, grounded workflow. They want to be certain that they'll get their three tasks that they prioritize done. Or they want to feel confident that they're choosing the three right tasks to get done. Maybe they want to be certain that they can end their day feeling productive and so they are present at home with their family. They want to feel grounded in their bedtime routine. They want to feel love and connection with their children as they put them to bed. They want to let go of the resentment and the guilt. They want to feel more peace and fulfillment throughout their day. Write that all down. They want to love their body. They want to love their food choices. They want to feel confident that they're making the right food choices so they're not spending hours deliberating on what they ate or what they should eat. Write all this down. Take 20 minutes to go through their day from the struggle point of view and then the successes point of view. Where do they want to go? Now you have a gold mine for copy or just conversations you have with people out in public. So what do I mean specifically? Well, often what I see in emails and posts are general forms of language, like from the physical therapist, get out of pain, or from the health coach, transform your life, fulfill your desires, from the yoga teacher, get your flow on, from your ideals, client point of view, they'll think, oh, that sounds nice. Maybe I'll get to it one day. And also, you're not really differentiating yourself from all the other yoga teachers, coaches, or physical therapists, providers out there, because anyone can say that. You need to be more specific in your copy, in your posts, in your conversations, and take it several layers deep. So let's be specific about the phrase, get out of pain. So I'll talk about my ideal patient from my brick and mortar yoga physical therapy massage days. So I had many people that wanted to get out of pain so they could go on more hikes with their friends. They wanted to get down on the ground and play with their kids. They wanted to go to their favorite yoga class without worry that they would end up on the couch the next day. What would keep them up at night was worrying that their pain was going to get worse as they age, that there was no solution and this is how it is. And that because of this, that they're just going to end up fat and lazy because they couldn't hike, they couldn't play with their kids, they couldn't move around, and they couldn't go to yoga. And then they also worried and felt guilt as a parent 
because they thought their kids would resent them. They're spending so much time on the couch instead of playing with them. So you see, there's so much more gold copy there versus just saying the generic phrase of getting out of pain. So how do I bring that into my copy? Let's take an example. So one of my social media posts goes from decrease your pain to have the confidence to go to any yoga class you want without the fear that you'll end up stuck on the couch the next day because you tweaked your back. See the difference? One is like, okay, sound nice. I'd love to decrease my pain, but I've got more important things to do. The second one is like, oh yeah, that's me. I do want to go to the yoga classes. I don't want to end up stuck on the couch with a tweaked back. How do I prevent it? They want to hear more. Tell me more about that. I want to prevent tweaking my back. This is the start of the process of nurturing your ideal client, which all comes from knowing how to describe them. And so this person that does want to go to their favorite yoga class does want to prevent getting stuck on the couch or preventing tweaking their back. They'll want to read more and more copy. In fact, then eventually, maybe they'll want to go to a yoga workshop for low back pain or sciatica so they can specifically practice yoga and know what poses to be aware of, what poses are good for their specific back issue, and so much more. So and then you can eventually create a whole program for that. And it all starts from just knowing that ideal client, their struggles and their deep desires. So that's your work this week. Take time to write down the answers to those questions, their struggles, their successes, their deep desires. How will you specifically, your program, make their life better? Write it down and then do it day after day, several times a week. Keep adding to the list and then pick one struggle, one specific topic and write about it in a post or email. That's your homework for this week. And then rinse and repeat. Keep doing it. I promise you it'll bring in more clients. And if you want more, I've got a new free resource for you. It's a five-day training. You can head to the link in the show notes right now and get started today. And at the end of the five days, or maybe even during, you'll have the potential to sign a new client. It's how to get more clients blueprint. So go download that now. It'll be a great compliment to this week's podcast. And I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Before you go, I want to thank you for being a loyal listener to this podcast. It means the world to me. You and your business mean the world to me as well. Because the more successful your business is, the more people you will be helping. And together, through helping more people, we will change the world. To achieve this success, you can implement the work from this very podcast right now to create more ease and flow in your day, prevent burnout, and experience more fulfillment all while earning more revenue. The key is to know exactly what to prioritize in your business to bring in more money and allow you to have more free time to rest and enjoy with family. You can wake up tomorrow morning with a clear plan and confidence to see it through. No more wasted hours fumbling around and wondering if what you're doing is actually going to work. No more working crazy long days and schedules to compensate for the doubt and fear that it's possible for you to be a success. 
It is possible for you to succeed. It's time to release that for good. Just because your previous mentors worked around the clock doesn't mean you have to. Find out how to create your ideal schedule and bring in more revenue by connecting with me one-to-one. Head to igniteyourwellness.com for a free chat with me. That's igniteyourwellness.com. Following this call, you'll leave with a sustainable and profitable plan that'll allow you to enjoy working in your business for years to come and allow you to help more and more people. Bye for now.